Mom, we often feel overwhelmed, exhausted, and inadequate when raising kids. But who you are matters. Mom Matters walks alongside you to inspire you with the hope of the gospel and a vision of motherhood so you can intentionally and skillfully foster your family, maximize your impact, and leave a legacy. Motherhood is messy. Impact is possible. And Mom, you matter. So welcome to the tribe. Welcome to Mom Matters. My name is Elizabeth Green, your host, and we are doing a series on identity of a woman. And today we are going to be looking at lies women believe and really how we can combat these lies with the truth of scripture. You know, I think we tell ourselves things that aren't true and they they can really negatively impact our thoughts, our relationships as well. And so we really want to take stock and notice of what lies are we believing about ourselves and how can we replace those with the truth. So here today to join me in this conversation is my friend Aaron Barry. And I want to tell you a little bit about Aaron before we dive into this conversation. Aaron has a background in Christian counseling and she's also a mom of three adult kids. So mamas, if you're in the heart of raising your kids at home, she's, she's successfully um, raised her kids. She's on the other side. And I would venture to guess if you asked her, she would say she's still parenting her kids because we're moms with our every breath that we have. But she homeschooled them for 20 years, and she currently um, has a website, which I encourage you to check out. It's called The Home Educated Mind. There's a website. There's a YouTube channel. And her passion is really to see parents empowered in their own faith with Christ so that then they are then equipped to raise their kids in a biblical way so that they're thinking and living biblically. And she has this focus, of course, on education, which is her background. So Erin, thank you so much for joining us in this conversation today. Well, thank you, Elizabeth. It's a pleasure to be here. Let's dive in and talk about these lies that we as women can believe. And I'd like to start with the first lie about God. Because I think often we can say God's enough, or we might even go to church and sing a song that talks about how God is enough. But in our heart, we don't actually live out that truth. And we think to ourselves, "Mm, I don't know if God is enough. Because in reality, I think I need God plus friends or God plus a happy marriage. And I know I can fall into this too. I you know, I can think, okay, God, I like you, but I need a friend with skin on. Um, and so how do you think we live out this lie in, in subtle ways even? Yeah. So <clears throat> I think like you're saying, we, we think that we need more because we focus so much on the physical world that we're in. And I, we look at ourselves and we say, oh, Our culture tells us if we have this, if we're married, if we're skinny, if we're rich, then we have, we'll be happy. But in fact, it really has more to do with our transcendent life. And that is the spiritual realm and where we are, where we find our contentment. So I think we live it out, like you say, by following what the culture tells us. And that's a mistake. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think, too, we can think to ourselves, you know, I I need to meet my own needs. I need to, you know, Mm -hmm. go out and get a second job 
or, you know, I have to, to take all of this on myself. God is not enough to say, provide for me for these, these very intense needs that I have. And we may have very intense needs, but I also, you know, think of, um, Philippians 419 that says, and my God will supply every need of yours according to his riches in glory in Christ Jesus. And we forget that he's the one who created all, he owns it all. And he, he is able to provide and give to us according to our need. Right. And I, I think it's because we were created for more than this world. We weren't created to live in a world with sin. We were created to live in a perfect world. And so we still have those desires, but we try to fill them here. And, and not like you're saying to recognize that it is God that fills those places and only him. And I loved how you said um, to take on another job or like, because I can relate to that. I'm always trying to fix things, right? I'm always, I look at things and then maybe I feel the pain of the moment or the, what I think is missing or whatever. And then I try to fix it exactly like that. And, oh, I'll just do this. I'll just do one more thing. And then I'm exhausted and I've taken on more than I can handle. And it doesn't even go to the root of the problem anyway. The root of the problem is internal, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I, I think that's an important point. And I even think, you know, even along the lines of guidance or I've got this problem and what should I do? The first thing I tend to do is I pick up the phone and call someone, you know, mm -hmm. call a trusted friend, call my mom. You know, I, I call someone for help. What do you think I should do in this place? Well, I, I, need, I need to know what next step to take. And I think even with, with guidance, is God enough to give me wisdom? Is, is he enough? What if I went to him first in his yeah. word? And, you know, I, I think again of, of um, Proverbs 119, Psalm 119, 105, which says your word is a lamp to my feet mm. and a light to my path and, and how I can go to God. He is full of wisdom and he, his word can give me wisdom to know what step I should take. And, and maybe I should start there and and realize God really is enough with his wisdom, with his guidance, with his provision. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. And I love the scripture you chose because thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. Is uh, You think about the lamp that they carried just showed one step at a time. And so I think that's another piece as well. We go to the Lord and recognize that he provides for what we need today. We're always thinking, at least I am, well, God, I'm worried about, you know, this down the road, but he's just following me step by step today and I'm enough. And then it's interesting because he may bring somebody along or a situation where then you have that skin on it. Um, as you were talking about, but we really do need to start with the Lord. Yeah, and that makes me think too of the Lord's prayer. Give us this day, our daily mm. bread. And really, what do we need? We need strength for today. Right. And, and I think sometimes we borrow trouble. God's not enough for all these future problems that are right. looming on the horizon. Well, but he, he will provide what you need for today. And let's, let's start there. That lamp is for that next step. That provision is for today. And it keeps us really in a stance of dependence upon God. And he is faithful to meet us at our point of need. Definitely. 
Well, let's talk about another lie. If that one is really about thinking about our about God, the next one is thinking about really ourselves. Mm. And we can begin to think, you know, if we think God's not enough, we can also think that about ourselves and think, well, I'm not enough. I'm not worth anything. I'm not valuable. And that can, again, impact us. How, how would you think that that impacts us in our in our relationships and, you know, in our own um, personal opinion of our, ourselves. Well, if we don't value ourselves, we, and we don't respect ourselves, other people are not going to value us and respect us. Really, it's important to have that sense of um, confidence and proper stance of humility in order for others to treat us with respect and honor. And if we don't, you know, as a mother, you're going to find your kids walk all over you. You're not going to have the, the, and control sounds like a negative word, but it isn't, you know, you're to run your home. And so if you don't have that respect for yourselves, your children will take advantage of that weakness. Yeah. And I, I think of the Proverbs 31 woman who had some confidence. Like if you read Proverbs 31 and she had some, some confidence because she, she was competent, but she also believed she was competent. And I, I think it's true, even if we start with, I, I, I have value because I am made in God's image. I mean, we can go back to the very beginning of Genesis and say, I am made in God's image. I have value. Um, that, that is at least a start for, for us. Well, and it's interesting you say Genesis because... In the book of Genesis, what was the crown of creation? The pinnacle of creation was woman, right? Everything else was made, including man. And then out of man, God, or out of Adam, God took Eve, and she was the pinnacle. And women, I mean, women are beautiful. So often, I just think it's interesting that here we were the crown of creation, so to speak, and yet we devalue ourselves so much. Um, but like you say, it's important for us to know that and to know that we're God's workmanship mm-hmm. and that we're beautifully and wonderfully made. And we just have to remind ourselves of that because the enemy and again, the culture continues to lie to us. Yeah. And we can bring some beauty and some value to our mm. family in, in that way. And we, and we bring our femininity to yes. our family. And, you know, uh, generally speaking, I know sometimes it's not always this way, but generally speaking, the moms are the nurturers of the family. Mm-hmm. They're the more gentle spirit, generally speaking, in the family. And so, so for a mom to, to know, you know, even our husbands are going to bring one set of skills to the family, but we are going to bring something else. And, you know, we might think, I don't have what it takes to be a good mom or loving wife, but, but we really do have what it takes. And I think, too, of, of 2 Peter 1, 3, and it's a verse that I like to go to when I feel, I'm feeling like I don't have mm-hmm. what I need because it talks about how God's divine power has been granted to us, um, all things that pertain to life and godliness. And there are days when I feel like I don't have patience for my kids. I don't have love for my kids, but God has granted me um, through his Holy Spirit living inside of me power. He can empower me. I might not have what it takes in that moment, but he does. And his power can give me that, that patience with my child, um, a kind word to my husband, whatever it is. Um, 
that, that, that could be given to me by God. Yeah. And I think sometimes what happens is because as women, we do give a lot, not saying men do or don't, um, they do too, but we give so much. And if we aren't filled up, then we have, we don't have a resource to give from. And I think that's what you're saying too, is that we have to go to the Lord, find that, um, acceptance and value in him know that we're loved spend time filling up our love tank so to speak so we can give out and all the things that we need and my favorite verse on that is i wrote um i have uh, proverbs 139 17 and 18 and i love this scripture because sometimes i think we're aware of all the responsibility we have and all that we're doing. And we're so aware of maybe how we're falling short or how we're not compared, how we're not measuring up to others. But uh, Psalms, sorry, Psalms 139, 17, 18 says, How precious are your thoughts to me, O Lord. How vast is the sum of them. If I should count them, they would outnumber the sand. And what I love about that is, God is always thinking about us. We're always on his mind, just like probably our children and family are on our mind, but we're always on God's mind and his thoughts are many and positive and loving and we couldn't even count them all. And so I think if we would learn to just take some time and spend it in God's presence and recognize and accept that, it would fill our hearts and then through his Holy Spirit, the strength, like you mentioned, then we can carry out what we have to do. Uh, and I, you know, there's a big modern push for, oh, time for me, take time for me and, and you have to take care of you. And there's an element where that's true, but I don't think the focus is supposed to be on me. The focus is supposed to be on the Lord and me with the Lord. And I think that's a, you know, not just a semantics, but an important um, fine tuning. Let's look at another one. And this is a lie about our sin. And mm -hmm. it's the idea, and I think we can fall into this, uh, that it's not my fault. And, mm -hmm. you know, we could probably just look at this in a variety of areas. I was thinking about this in really in our marriages, how in our marriages we can we can get in sort of this cycle of, well, you know, I did this, it's not my fault, it's your fault. Or, and we get in this, we can get in this cycle of, it's not my fault, it's your fault. And it becomes a sort of a defensive stance and a stance of blame and attack. And um, what is the impact of this? Well, and I think it's so good that you brought it up in a marriage because Elizabeth, as you know, our marriage is the foundation of our home. Um, your motherhood, your children, all the extra things come after, well, the Lord first, which we talked about, and then your marriage is second. And um, in a marriage, it's so important to be unified and as a team. And it's interesting, you'll see in the, one of the first things that happens in a marriage, if you have sort of a breakdown, what I mean, I don't even mean like, I'm not talking extreme, I'm talking about just even a miscommunication or difficulty in your marriage often you're tired first maybe exhausted first or whatever you get tired and don't want to work on whatever you have to work on and then you separate and when you separate you blame and the very point of marriage is the unity 
of the husband and wife in Christ. And so you've brought up a good point in that our first stance is to be careful that we put the blame on the right thing. Now, the blame could be my sin and selfishness, um, but that's not, I mean, that even slightly removes it from me. It could be externals like being exhausted or demands or whatever, but we need to be really careful to always protect unity and to not blame each other, but maybe blame the sin or the attitude or the whatever that's separate. I, th- I think that's a very good point. It reminds me of the verse that we should keep the unity of the spirit and the bond of peace. And we really do need to keep that unity in our marriage. I mean, when God created man and woman, right, he made us one flesh. And so we, we have this unity that we need. And it takes tremendous humility oh boy. To, to, to have that. And I'm speaking to myself because... Yeah. It's so hard to have a humble heart when I think I'm right. You're right. I think right. I'm right. I think you're wrong. It's very hard to have that humble heart and to clothe myself, as scripture says, with humility. And I think of Micah 6, 8, and it's a verse I've, I've memorized because I need it for myself. He has shown you, oh man, and mm. I just put in, oh woman, right? Because that's who I am. Um, what is good and what does the Lord require of you? to do justice, love kindness, and to walk humbly with your God. And I think if I can apply that to my marriage in those times when I'm tired, I've separated and I've blamed, can I, you know, God equip me, empower me to love kindness and to walk humbly. Um, Then that shifts the, the whole nature of that, that um, maybe conflict that I'm facing. Yeah. And I think a lot of times as women, we look to others to make us happy and we look to our husbands to make us happy, to fill our needs, to, um, yeah. I mean, I know when I was a young married woman, there were times that I was unhappy and I wanted to shake my husband and say, make me happy. Um, and the Lord really convicted me that that wasn't my husband's job, that rather we were, you know, together here as helpmates to help each other. But if I was to get that happiness or that contentment that came from the Lord, and that when I stopped putting the pressure on Brett to be something he wasn't, it really changed our whole relationship and dynamic. And I found that I was able to give more because again, I was getting that strength from the Lord. And even as simply, I learned as well that you know, I would go to the Lord with my issues, pray about them, pray that God would do a work in Brett. Often it meant it did a work in me, but, uh, um, and together that he would just, again, work out our weaknesses, reveal himself and unify us. And then I think that's when our marriage, I really saw a strengthening in our marriage because we were putting the right expectations in the right places. What you're saying too is you you may have gone to the Lord, and, and, but you're you're beginning to own your own part, even if it's a small piece. Of, oh, absolutely of it. And and when we do that, that that is also takes a spirit of humility to say, okay, I might feel like I'm right in this situation, but but Lord, um, you know, cleanse me for the peace that I've done. Let me own it in humility. Speak it. Well, and I want to say, you know. If you don't take responsibility for your part, 
you don't have any power. If, if the other person or the circumstances or whatever is always the problem, you're the, in the victim role. But like you're saying, if you take that responsibility, then you actually have the power through Christ to make the change. And that's hopeful and encouraging. That's a good one to end on for, to, for this podcast. So Aaron, I want to thank you so much. I um, hope you'll come back. We need to do part two with this. So I want to thank you so much for coming and, and joining me in this first discussion, but where can people find you if they would like to learn more about who you are or what you do with the home educated mind? Sure. You can find me on YouTube. I have a YouTube channel called The Home Educated Mind. I have uh, our, of course, our website, thehomeeducatedmind.com. Um, and you can, on our website, you can find I have a course if you're interested in homeschooling. And I have a book if you're interested in homeschooling. So lots of resources there as well. Great. Well, I hope um, our listeners will go and, and find you because you are a wealth of information and such a, a great resource for them. I'm also going to have on mommatters.org, my website, a download that goes with this. So if you're wrestling with any of these lies, which I know I am, so I guess yeah. you are too, that you can go get this download, which will have some scriptures that you can learn, read, memorize, that will help you combat them with the truth of God's word. It's work, women. It's work worth doing because you matter as a mom. Who you are matters even more than you know. So thanks for listening and we'll see you next time. Thanks for joining us on this episode of Mom Matters because moms equipped with vision and skills create a life of influence, impact, and legacy.